Kenyan police fire tear gas at protesters against finance bill and South Sudan impounds over 40 trucks from Uganda transporting grains. From over 924 cities, 122 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Solidiale for more followers on Twitter at BK Financial, and you can find me at solo underscore DLA. Your main story is brought to you by Einem Bank PLC, Einem Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Between 15th May to date, the South Sudan National Bureau of Standards has been impounding trucks loaded with maize flour, wheat flour and sorghum and other grain products on allegations of failing to pass the test for contamination with aflatoxin. Analyst and managing partner with Oris Consulting, a call doc, joins us for this episode. Um, thank you for having me. So, what has happened is that uh, the government of the Republic of South Sudan has uh, impounded uh, uh, several uh, t- tens of trucks who are supposed to be entering South Sudan who are supplying grain, and the government is claiming that these trucks are providing uh, spoiled grain and that this is a threat to the population. It's a threat to the consumers in South Sudan, and these things are coming from Uganda. And so this has created a bit of a a conundrum between the two countries, between South Sudan and between um, Uganda. And now if this impounding do continues, uh, South Sudan can witness a shortage of grains because a lot of these grains are coming from Uganda and that's where most of the supplies are from. And if they continue to impound grains, there's going to be less uh, demand and there's going to be less of of a will from some of the Ugandan traders, Ugandan drivers to bring grains to South Sudan because their fear of the importation. If there is that fear, then grains are going to go up in the market. So there is that very possibility of that happening uh, in, in South Sudan. Now, Akor, if the impounding of trucks continues, could we see a shift in relations between the two countries? Well, recently we saw that uh, the Ugandan government had written to the uh, Ministry of East Africa Community Affairs and they had requested that South Sudan release the drivers or test the grains. And one of the options that they propose is that they test the grains at the Ugandan Bureau of Standards uh, Laboratory and that this issue should be resolved amicably and it's unnecessary to continue to keep these drivers hostage or allow some of these drivers to return home as they test the grains. And so uh, this is going to be a problem because if many of the drivers believe that their uh, goods are going to be impounded and they're not going to be allowed to enter South Sudan or many of these suppliers to South Sudan believe that their goods are going to be qualified, uh, uh, labeled as bad goods, they're going to be less hesitant to export to South Sudan. They're going to be less likely to export to South Sudan. So I think the best way to alleviate this issue is South Sudan and Uganda work jointly to have a laboratory on the border that can test all these grains together and have it tested by both South Sudan and both by Uganda and then allow it to enter South Sudan because now it's becoming a, a battle of accusation where Uganda claims that these grains are not spoiled and South Sudan is claiming these grains are spoiled and Uganda is saying you tested in our laboratory and South Sudan is saying it's being tested in their laboratories. The Ugandan government has put in a request for the contents of the trucks to be offloaded in order for the trucks to return to Uganda or the trucks return with the grains and how important is it that these two countries reach a solution soon? Well, I think overall, if we look at it from uh, a, a mutual beneficial relationship, South Sudan and Uganda are neighbors and they have very strong relationships. A lot of South Sudanese uh, grew up in Uganda. They live in Uganda. A lot of Ugandans live in South Sudan. And uh, there's a special relationship between the two countries that dates back to the liberation struggle of the ruling South Sudan, SPLM. 
So it's better that amicable solutions are solved for issues like this because the worst thing that can happen is the erosion of the trust between the two countries. Because if one country is accusing another country of selling us spoiled grains, then there's going to be an erosion of trust between the two countries. So I think the best solution is to ensure that the Ugandan authorities can even inspect uh, some of the laboratories and some of the claims, uh, some of the claims that the government has had, and or they work together jointly to address these claims because this is not an issue that should be allowed to overtake because it can have impacts on the ground. Number one impact is that South Sudan is a big market for Uganda, and so a lot of Ugandan traders export their goods to South Sudan. So that's a big market that they wouldn't want to lose. And South Sudan is relies on these imports for a lot of its grain supply, particularly in the capital city, Juba. So if there was to be a disruption of the grain supplies, then you're going to see shortages of grain in the market, which then can create an issue of food security. And this could affect Uganda in return, where if people don't trust the South Sudanese uh, government or South Sudanese border officials and their accusations, then drivers are going to be hesitant to drive to South Sudan, which can impact much other things besides grain. Moving over to the markets, the market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Consumer prices in Seychelles fell by 1.02% year-on-year in May 2023 after a 0.6% increase in the prior month. It marks the first month of deflation since May 2020 amid decreases in price of non-food products which currently stand at 0.32% compared to a negative 1.7% in April. Notably, health has moved from a negative 5.90% versus a 5.07%. Recreation and culture currently sit at 5.17% from a previous negative 5.62%. Prices also fell for other food excluding fresh fish which currently sit at a 1.19% from a negative 0.98%. Meanwhile, fresh fish prices continue to rise sharply in May, albeit at a slower pace than in the prior month which currently sit at 11.50% from a 9.44%. On a monthly basis, consumer prices declined by 1.6% in May after being almost flat in the prior month. For a quick trip around Africa, Kenyan police fired tear gas at hundreds of people protesting near Parliament on Tuesday against a proposed finance bill that would hike taxes on fuel and housing. President William Ruto, who won elections in August on a platform of helping the poor, is under pressure to raise revenues in East Africa's economic powerhouse in the face of rising government debt repayments. But his proposals have drawn sharp criticism from civil servants and political opponents who say that the cost of living is already too high. Police fire tear gas has dispersed about 500 protesters who marched to parliament to present a petition against the bill. Ruto has defended the bill saying its provisions are needed to ensure financial stability and create jobs for young people by building new houses financed through a housing levy. The legislation, which would also hike taxes on digital content, is expected to be voted on next week. The opposition, which is the Declaration of Unity Party, which has since March led protests against the government over the high cost of living and alleged fraud in last year's elections, has said the bill would take the country back to the 1980s when the economy started to deteriorate. Labor unions, including ones representing health workers, also protested against the bill last week. The RMBBER Business Confidence Index in South Africa fell for the fifth successive quarter to a near three-year low of 27 points in the second quarter of 2023. Sentiment 
deteriorated further due to persistent load shedding and challenging economic conditions amid rising interest rates and cost pressures. The manufacturing sector remained the most downbeat with confidence at 17 points, while retail confidence declined by 14 points to 20 reflecting pressures on profitability and worsening of business conditions. RMB Chief Economist Isa Mklanga added that it remains unclear as to what will meaningfully lift confidence over the short term, especially as load shading could get worse over the winter months. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. Don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at Sulu underscore Dialing.